Gisting Without Filter, the podcast. Hi guys and welcome back to Gisting Without Filter. Thank you for listening to our previous podcast. Today's episode will be a sum up of current events. So Molly May came out with a book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're a fan? It shocked me. It's celebrating because someone is coming out with a book. That's an impressive. Oh, right. Yeah. Be, of course. I'm just, I, I don't know what's really going to be in the book. Maybe about like her being a self made million, well, self made in inverted commas millionaire. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it'll be interesting to read or to like get a summary of of it. I did, I did see a TikTok post where the guy was like, oh, because I think she spoke. She was supposed to say excitement in her post about the book. And she said exciting oh, yeah. instead. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the man was like, well, if you're making mistakes like this, then I'm not I'm sure not if I want to read the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, I think it's interesting. Like, yeah. I do definitely feel like she works hard and stuff, but I don't really feel like she gives a lot of recognition to how Love Island helped her get that platform. I don't think that's the sole reason for her success, obviously, but she sort of makes it seem like, oh... I got famous, anyone can get famous. You guys just need to work hard. And even if she doesn't mean After it, the 24, like that. 24 hour, hour comment. Yeah, yeah. That definitely, you know, sparked. <laughs> no, but <laughs> if, we're, if we're actually going to discuss this 24 hour statement, I feel like I understood where she was coming from, but in, in her given context, mm-hmm. it didn't make any sense. And like, it wasn't given what it was supposed to give. Like, right. Like, because she's I feel like just speaking from a situation of privilege, so yeah, it doesn't definitely. make sense. Because people were making fun of her, of the book, saying that, I mean, what is she going to write? The fact that she went to Love Island, like, the fact that she was born, went to Love Island, got famous, and then everything that went on from there, like, there isn't really a real struggle. I mean, not necessarily that everyone ha- must have, like, a struggle, but mm-hmm. there yeah, has to yeah. be some sort of, like, in-depth story. But your story, essentially, is just going going on Love Island, making it, and then essentially trying to bust everyone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, like a 24-hour comment, I feel like objectively, it kind of makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. we do we do all have 24 hours. That's just... But then, I think she failed to, like, she turned a blind eye on the fact that there's so many, like, underpins that, you know, make it human and, like, everyone's yeah, yeah. experience and but it'll, yeah it'll be interesting to definitely see what's in the book like the content mm-hmm. you know honestly I feel like they just need to ban her from doing interviews like I feel like she was do- <laughs> I feel like she was doing so well before she started talking do you know what I mean like everyone loved her and stuff and then she just started doing interviews and like talking and then like I feel like she just digs herself into little holes and stuff that she says like mm-hmm. I think she's a bit oblivious to certain things like if you're mm-hmm. always in a, pri- um, a privileged position you mm-hmm. sometimes you know fail to like recognize you know people's struggles and mm-hmm. so I guess yeah you know I feel like I feel like she knew what she was trying to get out but of course obviously it got lost in interpretation yeah, it didn't come out right yeah, yeah yeah obviously like we can take it as face value that what you're saying is it's factually true but factually wrong at the same time mm-hmm. yeah so I guess that's where like kind of went down that down um hill. Yeah, I'm I'm actually probably... the very sweet. Wait, what were you yeah, gonna go say? 
I just want to say overall, she. I mean, like, I don't follow her or anything, but she seems yeah. like a very nice person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think she had any like malicious intentions behind. Yeah, them. yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I feel like she just needs to be a bit more like aware of what she's saying when she says it. Because like mm-hmm. when she was saying stuff like, "Oh, people might say I'm privileged, but at the end of the day, I still work hard." It just doesn't come across as great. Like you can definitely get what she's trying to say. Like when I said, like she is just saying that she worked hard because. I think she just probably got annoyed that people kept saying, oh, it's just because of Love Island, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think she still just needs to be a bit, like, wary of what she's saying because I mean, it just like, doesn't come across as great. Even pretty privilege is a thing. Like, so it's not even just going on Love Island. Like, the fact that she, she's a beautiful-looking person, mm-hmm. that alone gives you some sort of, like, advantage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because it's been proven that people who look nice, like, they are more likely to be given things when asked for like when they ask for and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i don't know i think she just brushes those things away and just like thinks she works i mean people work harder than she does and still haven't made it what explanation does it have does she have to give to those type of people do you know what i mean yeah you guys see that video where she was like confused about how long a night yeah exactly no exactly. i don't even follow her I don't know. I it was like when people, I think she said something like, I have to work here from like morning till night or whatever. And they were all sort of looking at her like, yeah, baby, do. <laughs> Is this when she went to the like factory to work? Yeah, right? yeah, that work. Yes, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, this is definitely, yeah, she's definitely oblivious to certain things, but mm-hmm. oh well. And do you know what's also like mad as well? Like, if you compare, I guess, like what other Love Islanders are doing or opportunities they got once they came out of the show she's mm-hmm. in a position where she's got more attention and opportunities like was yeah, she yeah. on with your one day on the same um same call? Yeah, yeah she, she was. was yeah like so like money may got what's it a, a job at pretty little thing anyone yeah. else could have got the job but she got it so i guess that is like different i guess beauty and societal mm-hmm. ways that like favor her more than other people yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I we, think... we shouldn't also like this um disregard the fact that before she went, she was kind of already like on An the YouTube scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think maybe that they gave her that gave that gave her more benefit because people like these um brands are already thinking right. We already have an idea of what like what she can do and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that might be I don't know a little advantage or. And the thing is, like, she went on there with, like, different motivations to everyone else. Like, she's probably still, like, the most successful person to ever come out of Love Island. But she literally said herself it was, like, a business move. Like, other people obviously went there for love or, like, I don't know, exposure. But she went in there with the intention to, like, make a platform and stuff like that. Like, other oh, people that might not. Did she say that? Yeah, she admitted it afterwards. She was like, if she found love, then calm. But she wanted to, like, have an right. opportunity sort of thing. because she got what she wanted but I don't think everyone obviously goes into the love island with the same mindset so it's kind of difficult to compare her to other people that are just there for like vibes so she was very strategic I think that's why she said we will have 24 hours because if she's (laughs) if she sat down to plan all of this then you know she's making she's making use of her 24 hours while I was in Mallorca wherever they went enjoying Mm -hmm. the sun imagine if we all wanted to use our 24 hours like that sit in the sun make a business plan out of it that'd be nice if only we had the time <laughs> <laughs> anyway moving on um is it mason greenwood yeah. the football player 
Yeah. I mean, these <laughs> these footballers, yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. What I feel like there's been a lot going on with a lot of them this week. Like, yeah. it's like rape or abuse or like sexual mm-hmm. assault or something. There's been a lot going yeah. on. I don't know, MVK, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no, because why are they all moving mad? Men in general nowadays, I, nah, Tabitha, I'm starting to like lean on some of the things she said because I know no. what's going on. <laughs> You've come over to the good side. No, because no, they're seriously moving mad. Like <laughs> what is what is going on? Like we seriously need someone like a, a male perspective on this platform to actually explain because Do I want to lose my voice though? Crazy like how I, I don't know, like you're literally on Instagram and you just come across this and you're like, wow. Exactly. Like people are actually going through things like this. I mean We've always known, but mm-hmm. and the fact that I feel like the how they glamorize the whole football, like being a um a sports person or wife or husband or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know how they have like basketball wives and all these things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the whole good side of it where you've been flown out. Fleet was the English. I feel like you were right. Okay, <laughs> you're being <laughs> you're being flown. <laughs> You're being flown out. You're, you know, enjoying your champagnes. And and then on the flip side, there's also all these, like, little abuses. Not a little. Mm-hmm. Like, why why would you do that? And, like, from the audio, it sounded so bad. Like, the way he was demanding. Yeah, she sounded like... Yeah, like... I mean, he might, in his head, he's probably thinking, well, if I'm doing all this for you, then you can just give me sex, innit? But... <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's just it's horrible i think that's even quite scary in terms of like reactions and stuff like you just see like football twitter like chatting rubbish about that like, i don't know like with what you said like obviously about like her being like with a footballer like she should be like happy and stuff like that or like she's making it up all that sort of stuff like what that the fact that she's living the high life means she shouldn't vocalize her experiences or what yeah like i feel like the majority of people obviously thought it was wrong but you'd have like a small minority that was just saying stuff like that no, that's crazy. People actually have that mentality. The fact that she is living that life doesn't, it shouldn't come with the abuse that she has to. I mean, if there's things, you know, there's things like um, supporters talking about a footballer's wife or something like that. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's all of that negative side. But if this is abuse, regardless of who it's coming from, if mm-hmm. you're, if I don't care if you're partner is like the prince of dubai and you're enjoying all these privileges if he's done something as horrible as that just because there's also that sweet side shouldn't i don't know i don't know it's a bit weird no i get what you mean i was just saying weird stuff like like, i'm just thinking why are you thinking about football at a time like this (laughs) so i mean i think as a footballer that's the only thing really they can kind of use against them like his career should be over because if someone like that is playing it in the team I don't know about that but it's also that argument that you know someone's what someone does like in their personal life should always be removed from you know their jobs or whatever so there's also that side of the argument me personally obviously he should be dealt with as like a normal civilian but yeah we need answers these footballers i don't know what's going on with them it's quite scary
and like the whole um was it the guy who apparently was abusing the cat Mm. oh yeah that whole response has been interesting it has very interesting it really animal abuse and racism tied together because when we were calling for action for black lives matter crickets Mm. but you people were active when it came to a cat okay (laughs) obviously not condoning animal abuse (laughs) disclaimer little disclaimer like i feel like the reaction of how quick they were to like dismiss him from his team mm-hmm. and everything but yeah it's just mad i think it just goes to show like the fact that they can value animal lives more over like people of color is just quite it says like... a lot isn't it yeah because they were quick to react and like i feel like a lot more people called for action with this as well like so it's just yeah i, I feel like you know, I think even the same social media and then like news rep- reporters were like over centralizing the story and like making it seem a bit more and not not to say that animal abuse is good but the way they like phrased it yeah yeah like he's a monster mm-hmm. and i think it obviously got a lot more coverage as well so it yeah. was like it just became so much more of a bigger thing and then his brother got tied into it as well yeah because i think his brother's faced many percussions because he recorded it and it's like they really trying to make sure that like every party that was involved is punished in some way and you know this has actually reminded me of something i remember i had a conversation in first year with um, this this asian guy mm. we were talking about race and stuff like that and he said to me that um you know how like how um back in the day the people who were living in the whole slave trade and whatever they didn't see it as horrible as we saw it so in the future what we see as like okay now that we don't think anything is wrong with the mm-hmm. the future generations are going to see it as horrible so in a sense we should kind of like kind of pardon the people who were you know buying slaves and stuff like that and it just made me think how people can compare something as serious as racism to like, weird, like other, other why would that even come to mind exactly like why are you comparing eating animals or like being a vegan or whatever to slavery like i think when he said it to me i had to like pause (laughs) to to, like think about it like how why are you Mm -hmm. those two are not they don't they're not even like parallel to each other Mm -hmm. so but yeah Yeah, because there was that video of that guy i didn't know who it was but like another white footballer talking about how like if we're going to compare both then animal like abuse is definitely worse it's like, like you said, like, first of all, no. But then also they shouldn't even be compared because you wouldn't yeah, compare issues like that. That you wouldn't compare animal rights with something else because it just doesn't make sense. That's actually so true. Like, the fact that they're both in debate and in discussion against each other is just kind of confusing. That's again, cool. It's kind it's of very like dehumanising. Well, like, for, like, people of colour um, or people that face or have experienced racism being compared to animal animals. Animals, uh, yeah you can't compare us to like so-and-so or like animals don't have the same rights but mm-hmm. you know the things that like people face when they go through racism it's not something that can be brought down or like degraded in such um to such extent so I just feel like it's kind of rude but also like then again and again like they keep ridiculing race mm-hmm. and black people so I just feel like there needs to be a line when it comes to like I guess discussions of these certain topics as well 
Yeah, because I feel like in some cases they think they're helping. Like, they mm. try and compare so that... Because obviously, like, a lot of people do feel quite passionate about like, animal rights and stuff. But yeah. it's just very dehumanising at the end of the day because you're literally a human being compared to, like, a cow. Yeah, animal, yeah. It's just quite weird. And the fact that it's still in debate, in a sense, because even people are talking about it, it's not, like, a certain, like, oh, yeah, you know, racism is bad sort of thing. It's just like, oh, okay, cool, in terms of, like, it being relative, which is just a bit weird. I think those two are, they're not things you can compare. That's just, I think every normal, deep-thinking human being should realise comparing a human being to an animal, that is very Mm -hmm. disrespectful. And I don't think things need comparison to be understood. Like, I think sometimes if you don't understand something, it's fine. But I feel like too many times, like, we'll be talking about something, you need to make comparisons to another issue to make someone, like, understand it. And I don't think that needs to happen, to be honest, because... People don't need to resonate with something to get it. Like, mm-hmm. not leading leading from this. Have you not seen? Have you not been seeing like the narrative that? Because um, I actually wanted to talk about it today. The fact that um, some this is to do with America, by the way, but still, some mm-hmm. you know how like the narrative in America that you know all black people are oppressed, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and then there's also this, especially like African like Africans who've migrated to um America or wherever. Yeah. And their argument is they they are not oppressed. Like if the um you know Black Lives movement agenda is being pushed, like the direction at which it's going. Yeah. They don't appreciate it because essentially they feel like um they don't feel oppressed. Especially if you're from Africa where you're not their minority. You don't feel as if there's any like blockage in your path because of your skin colour they don't like to be told that they are oppressed because they're, they're because they're black or all of a sudden they're inferior due to um their skin color i don't know if that makes sense yeah i get you do you know what what do you think about that um well i feel like first of all i think some of it's pride adults like i don't think they want to admit stuff like that do you know what i mean i can't imagine my mom being like oh yeah you know, I don't know because it seems weird to say I'm oppressed. Like, because like I wouldn't see my mum being proud to say something like that. I'm not saying that people that like are supporting Black Lives Matter are, but I feel like parents obviously they've had this whole journey of like migrating and stuff like that. I don't think they want to now get here and sort of like admit everything's difficult and stuff. If that makes sense, right, right. Like I feel like they're probably quite proud in a sense, and they don't want to say that things are going on. But then also in terms of approval as well, like. They might not want to, you know, make it seem like they've now migrated home and they're facing issues just because of fear of, I don't know, like, do you know what I mean? Just approval from, like, yeah. people around them and stuff. Because, like, as an as an African who also migrated, mm-hmm. to be honest, like, there are certain things I feel like I was very oblivious to. Mm-hmm. Because where I'm from, I, I wasn't a minority. Yeah. So, I think my parents had to like actually sit me down, especially when I was making decisions in terms of like my career and stuff like that. Yeah, my mom had to like sit me down and tell me, right, this isn't you're not gonna get a free way because there will definitely be obstacles due to your skin color. Right, you know what I mean? I wouldn't claim. I mean, I don't think I would say that I'm oppressed or anything because I feel like it's a mental thing as well. I've never had to, you know. I mean, not in, in this country, but like growing up, it wasn't. It there wasn't really the ideology that like I can't achieve in 
everything I want to achieve because of my race or because of any, like that wasn't a conversation that happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think now moving here and then growing up, there's so many things that happened that had racial undertones that I didn't clock because mm-hmm. it, it has never really been like a thing to me. Like, but now that I'm thinking about it, looking back, there's so many things that's happened that I'm thinking, mm, there's definitely that racial aspect to it Mm -hmm. so i think as much as i would say i'm not oppressed there's also that side where you have to acknowledge that you know your skin color does come with certain certain prejudice and certain views and certain obstacles and i don't know all of that that you you need to recognize if even if you're not going to be like yeah, I'm not a person, I'm blah, blah, blah. You still need to recognize it. And I mm-hmm. feel like as people who were born um, in the diaspora or whatever, that's, they've always had to deal with it. So you coming from outside, you saying, oh, I'm not a person, blah, blah, blah. You have to also acknowledge that these people, they've always had to go through it in their entire life, basically. So if you're always having to speak about it, Mm-hmm. It's, it's a valid it's a valid yeah I like, feel like sometimes they, they just it. they get used to it and in that sense it's so ingrained that they might not even realise it's wrong like I think because obviously with the whole migration thing like there's already so many challenges that come with it so then it could just be like okay cool well it's not that deep as part of the whole thing Yeah, and I don't think they actually want to confront certain things because it's sort of like it's just easier to get on this stuff I think yeah there's also I don't know. I don't know. We have to like sit down and actually have this conversation properly because it's a very, I think it's a very interesting, mm-hmm. interesting one. But anyways, what are other um trending topics have been in the news of late? Presidente Dick resigned. Who? You know, like the I don't want to call her a policewoman because that's what not what her title is. <laughs> she was like what like Met Police Commissioner or something. Yeah, I knew he was talking about. But... She's like in charge of the police, essentially. And what happened with her? She's meant to resign. Yeah, yeah. so basically, Sadiq Khan was like to her, like, she needs to come up with a plan to try and combat, like, racism and misogyny in the police force. And then she was basically like, oh, I don't feel like I have any confidence from him in terms of support, so Babe's just resigned. <laughs> right, okay. Well, I feel like not to be controversial but I feel like while she's been in that position of what's it commission of the police mm-hmm. like so much has happened yeah under her that hasn't been addressed um properly like I'm not saying that like oh maybe like she doesn't have the correct resources or you know the correct plan to help like do certain things but I feel mm-hmm. like things as simple or not I wouldn't say easy but like there are like practical like things that you can put in place to help address it she just failed to do mm-hmm. and I feel like her resigning it can be like seen as strategic as well like especially as like there's so much happening like with Boris Johnson's party and like yeah. so many people in like public office roles have been like brought into the limelight no mm. one wants to have that like um bad press or like take accountability mm-hmm. so it was kind of like oh out of nowhere why are you resigning but because like, who's really actually going to address these problems now like yeah he's like sat down with the carpet yeah 
yeah I think it's good in the sense like like you said there's so much stuff that happened under her that was like the way the whole like Sarah um Everard vigil was handled and stuff like, there's so many things that she obviously failed to do um so it is a good thing but it's also like you said like she can sort of escape accountability now and also like it's also in the sense like obviously she's left but that doesn't mean things will necessarily get better like it's still the same system the person they could bring in to like replace her could also be worse but I guess it's good in a step because obviously like she's gone but yeah Mm. but like even if someone is like obviously someone has to like take over her position Mm -hmm. like it's just hard to carry on because yeah. they will probably have like a whole entire different approach. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it may take longer for them to actually address these like changes that need to be addressed right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with what you said about Boris Johnson and the whole like, you know, breaking COVID restrictions and stuff, like obviously a lot of people are outraged by that, but the next person that's going to come in, like if they now focus on that, which obviously is important, they're obviously going to be neglecting all other social issues that, Cressida also mm-hmm. neglected but then like if they focus on social issues and obviously Boris Johnson sort of escapes that so it's just difficult because like you said like people have different approaches different things that you prioritize but um Boris Johnson Sorry. you are next <laughs> <laughs> Boris is a very interesting character isn't he he is like, next I feel like our gen- like our, our age mate we didn't get to vote I mean some of us didn't get to vote for him Oh, so, I got to vote. Actually, Not for him. Not for him. I got to vote. Yeah, I know. The way I said that made it sound like I was a Tory. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I because some of us didn't get to vote. And I feel like now that we, we are the age where we're actually aware of social issues like that because they directly affect us, mm-hmm. I'm, we're starting to think, like, who who gave this man the... Because he just seemed like a joke. Like... I can't take him seriously. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how people really. managed to vote for him. Like the same man that can't even brush his hair, you chose to oh. lead our country. Ooh, okay. <laughs> mm. Because like some of the policies he makes, and then how can you make a policy like that and then go on to break it? Exactly. And it makes no sense. <clears throat> like he didn't even have to break the law. He could have just done it legally, and you know what I mean. Like exactly. he literally could have come up with his own rules so that he wouldn't be breaking it. Exactly. It's just very pathetic. Like to think, some students we couldn't. We, me, like I always say, I've never been to like a lecture with over fifty people. Like I've, ne- I'm almost, you know, I'm halfway there, and I haven't even had that experience. There's no yeah. part of my experience that I would call normal because mm-hmm. everyone has been trying to like adhere to these restrictions, and then you go ahead to break it. Meanwhile, I'm in like nine k debt for that specific term or for that specific year and you're out here because you want some biscuit and cheese and I can't biscuit and cheese like, <laughs> biscuit and cheese no because it's it's seriously annoying like yeah well, you're not better than anyone else you're I understand that you're the prime minister but, but like, there's like so many there's so much evidence like emails pictures and everyone's just being quiet like I want to see these pictures. Like, I'm, I want to be nosy and just see these pictures. Cause I know <laughs> dry party, but still, you say you know it was a live party, a dry party. I, I was about to say, <laughs> do you think Boris is getting down like that? No. <laughs> because I think I heard him say that um, it wasn't he's unaware. He's not gonna, yeah, he's not gonna. I think I apologize for something like that because it wasn't what he thought it was or something like that. But, but I think like, he's I acting confused. 
if he like says, oh yeah, I was aware, I was at the party, he's going to receive more backlash than acting like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Confused, so yeah. Still like we're not dumb. Like the public isn't stupid. So. Nah, it's just silly it's just silly and even to think the outrage you know like how the striking is going on yeah on the law group chat it's just a very interesting dialogue going on because some students are saying the teachers essentially can't you know prevent them from having education because some people have their whole week class like the classes are gone cancelled because obviously teachers are striking yeah now they are saying if i'm paying all this money you can't just not give me a lesson because you want to go on a strike. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, true. 9K is not small money. Our generation, yeah, we are going to be bad because imagine a teacher's going on a strike. You're telling the teacher he has no, they have no right to because you are still entitled to education because at the end of the day, you're paying for your education. Whatever is going on with their finances or their pension or whatever, apparently to them is not their concern because they are paying you to do what you have to do. But then there's also the flip side where it's like, I mean, legally, they can't go on the strike. That's what they're going on it. But it's just a very interesting, like, some people are also saying they are also going to go on the strike when the teachers come back because you can't just choose when to love When mm. I don't know. It's just interesting. Boris needs to, like, do something about it. Whatever the teachers are asking for, just give it to them because our... our experience and our uni journey has already been as horrible that like you don't even need striking to make it worse so mm-hmm. yeah that's another thing because like in my uni city they have been strikes at the moment and taking like any rubbish in like big bowls until like wow okay yeah so then obviously like you know it's like you just kind of realize how important those people's roles are while they're yeah. like, performing them like obviously in your case i get it it's different like you know you have lecturers teaching and stuff but with other stuff like you know things like and all that other stuff it's sort of like you have to give into their demands because they're literally like so needed for like the running of just day to day things why have they strike though like because they like the pay must be rubbish they must not be getting treated well all that sort of stuff like obviously I'm not backing it now because I want my rubbish taken but <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand the meaning of the cause you know it's just it's been a while when I do want my rubbish taken but yeah it's not... imagine if that happened in London. Oh my days, let's not think about That's it. what I was saying. It couldn't happen there. Like the city I'm in, I, I was thinking, I don't understand why everyone locals are making it seem like it's normal. But I was like, you know what? This city, like, makes sense. It'll be bad in London. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's already bad here. Like, people just leave their rubbish on the floor as they're walking around. But yeah, like, my uni's affected by the strike. So <laughs> I won't have any lectures or classes this week. Imagine. Look that is at that. mad. Even like the following week as well, so it's basically. Yeah, I think the first two days or three days. Yeah, that is great. I mean, I I like only one day because obviously on the Tuesday, which is my birthday, I get to be off and go up and do whatever. But like oh, yeah, after that, I want to. <laughs> no, I want to go to my office. Like... Oh, it's such a convenience because I was like mentally taking myself on a reading week. Love, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so I guess I'm the only person that actually does have a reading week. <laughs> But yeah, now I'm just like, oh wow, I'm literally missing. Stuff. Because it's like some some people are not even uploading the lectures, like common lectures that you need oh, to no, that's upload rude. online. That's some teachers are saying they won't do that, and I think that's a lot of students' issues as well. Like first of all, I'm already teaching myself the degree as it is, mm-hmm. so just post it online. I will watch it and teach it myself. Like this is not new news. This is 
this is what we've been doing since first year. So just upload it. Some teachers are not even doing that. All I'm just praying is that they don't test us on this thing that they're not even teaching me because how do you expect me to answer the questions if I don't know? Yeah, some modules have been like, don't assess us on like the things we've missed. But others are like, oh, we expect you to like watch the lectures in your own time. <laughs> Can you imagine? It works. I think I haven't been affected by it. About it. Lord, Boris has a lot going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> he has his own criminal charges to be waiting for. And I feel like Corona has, you know, covered everything. But, like, these things affect, like you said, like, the business situation. It might seem, like, very trivial. But at the end of the day, it affects a lot of people's lives. So Yeah, exactly. Boris, just address it and, like, let's keep it stepping. Because we all can't just be unhooked right now because you haven't figured out what you're doing. Like, anyways, I think we're just going to leave it here. There's so many, like, things going on in general, but I think we've mentioned the, you know, the bigger ones. But, child, we hope everything works out. Our generation, good luck, because we're going to need it. Um, <laughs> because everything seems to just turn around and go against us. Like, no, it's actually true. When are we gonna be given a break? Honestly, it's just because I remember when I saw that um um tech that I think I saw that news that next that next the years coming those who are gonna write your A levels in these years their grades are gonna be. I see know, that every like, year, and I just think they actually must have hated us. <laughs> so when I saw it, I was like, "Why do I have to go through the struggle for someone else? Like, why? <laughs> why do I have to be this like scapegoat? Why? Like, even our GCSEs, we got the new grading system. Literally, it was like it just keeps progressing. Like, they just keep. We just just... get the <laughs> bad end of everything, and like, literally, do. at least give us some discount on our uni fees to like show some compassion. None of that." Because they hate us. <laughs> so I think our generation, I think rightly so, we have to, you know, spark some conversations to be, to be had mm-hmm. because we've been through it. But that's, you know, another whole discussion. So, but my guy Boris, I beg, just come through, pull through. Your you guy? Know what supposed to do. <laughs> Your guy? Yeah, because at this point, at this point, he has to be, it's like, it MB- can be them just join them in it. You've heard it here, MBK and Boris, brethren, brethren. The front door for you, number ten. So please, my guy Boris, yeah, please. I beg, just come through for us, isn't it? We're just gonna have to end it here. I know. I think we're gonna leave it. Thank you for listening. Cute this. Yeah, I hope you have fun. Um. <laughs> I think we had fun. I hope everyone else enjoyed it too. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Don't forget to follow us on our social media and subscribe to our Apple podcast. Thank you.